and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and today I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the Record Sports Andy Newport and Sunday Mail's Chief Football Writer Scott McDermott. This morning we shall be doing nothing other than building up to the massive Europa League semi-final second leg against RB Leipzig on Thursday and looking back at Sunday's 1-1 draw against Celtic at Parkhead. <clears throat> but instead there was tragic news this morning of the sudden passing of the legendary and long-serving club kit man, Jimmy Bell. Jimmy was an institution in almost four decades at Ibrooks, working under 10 different managers, and he was a much-loved figure around the club. Reviews have been flooding in to Jimmy this morning from players on social media, Instagram, former managers, and we'll start kick off by chatting about Jimmy. Um, Scott, Andy, when you, when you listen to players, ex-managers and players, and they talk about Rangers and you know, working at the club, they often talk about what makes it so special and they pick out, you know, people around the club, you know, those who work behind the scenes, you know, they used to talk about Irene Love, who worked in the canteen and, you know, the women who work in the laundry, different people like that. And I suppose Jimmy Bell epitomises that, doesn't he, in terms of someone who really sums up what the club means well, he's synonymous with Angels, Gavin. I mean, anyone, certainly my generation, uh, you mentioned Jimmy Bell, you just think you just think Rangers uh, for my whole lifetime. He seems to have been at the been at the club, first of all. I remember him obviously driving the team bus and then uh, obviously moved on to the, the kit department. And I think you're right, I mean, you said institution there, I mean, I think that's probably the, probably the best way to describe him. Um, you talk about ex-players and stuff, I mean, a lot of the time, a guy like Jimmy Bell might be the first person you meet when you arrive, you know, as a new, a new signing, you also need to get training kit and get shown around the place and all that, and a lot of the kind of pictures even recently of, of new players arriving at the club, you would always see uh, see Jimmy in the in the background or being, being pretty prominent, so I think that's why people obviously remember him and no, speak so so highly of him. I mean, yeah. difficult for us. I mean, as a guy I never I never met in all, in all that time. No difficult kind of guy to get to know. He's obviously in the kind of inner sanctum at, at Rangers. But as you say, you just need to listen to all the you know, all the ex players from you no know, different eras, different generations. I mean, they all um, you know, they all say the same kind of thing. So now you're right. Are you a proper institution at yeah. the club? What are they kind of not one of the kind of longest serving, one of the kind of last of previous kind of generations that that's there, and uh, a real shock this yeah. morning. Um, and I know, I know Jim McAllister who actually works works under Jimmy now in the kit department. When I messaged him this morning just to, to almost check or try and make sure it wasn't true, he just sent sent one word back, and that was devastated and. And Jim's not been there that long, but that shows you the amount of the amount of respect that he had for him and how much he helped him. Uh, no, when he took the, when he took on that job, so no, nah, real sad, sad day, club, especially that week. You talk about that. You say that you know the first people you meet, and and it's funny how like people like Jimmy Bell, you know, leave an impression on 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 people who join the club. I remember Dick Advocate um, after he was appointed Rangers manager saying that 
one of his memories was of going to Ibrox with the opposition. I think he may have been Holland or maybe he was going to scout on a player. I think that was it. And it was how Stan, the commissioner, you know, had greeted him and he just remembered that when the Rangers job offer came in, it was seeing something like that. Then you had people may remember Peter Jacobs, who used to also work at the front door at Ibrox for many years. All these people, you know, you had Laura, who was the manager's secretary for so many years. You know, they are the lifeblood of the club, you know, people who were there for sort of decades and decades. And, you know, and, and I think maybe particularly as well, you see a lot of foreign players. I see Ronald De Boer, you know, put up on Instagram today a picture with him and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Jimmy Bell at the recent Legends Friendly. You know, I think, you know, when foreign players arrive, they need, obviously they have teammates, you know, guys like Ian Ferguson back in the time when Van Bronckhurst was a player. You know, and Barry Ferguson would tell them what the club is all about. But also, these people, I mean, I think Jimmy Bell just drummed it into to them, didn't they? Yeah, um, I mean, but I mean, Gav, I mean, it's, it's been the constant, you know, as Scott says, I mean, for the last 30 years, I mean, he's, he's been the sort of thread that's run through everything that, that Rangers have been through. I mean, through the golden era of the, the soonest uh, game, soonest time in charge to the bleak years when. In the clubs down the divisions and having to force mm-hmm. it way back to, to last year with Stephen Gerrard to you know what he should have been you know he should have been on that in that dugout um, and uh, tomorrow night is uh, the club try to get back to another European final so I think that's that just shows you the, the length of service and and what he's seen what he's meant to the club um, and it's I mean I think you're right I mean I've spoke to a couple of players this morning and the names that they're mentioned are names like Jimmy like like Tiny. That used to work in the in the, in the kitchen. Um, these mm-hmm. are the these are the people that that you know make Rangers more than just your ordinary club. That they, they, they mm-hmm. have players coming back year after year, yeah. long after they finish playing. Um, you know, people talk about supporters and and uh, and how important they are, and obviously they're hugely important. But but football clubs are also about the people that work there. And, mm-hmm. um, that this is why I think you know the the shock of Jimmy's passing. Uh, it's really hit hard because he does mean so much. I mean, there's, I'm really struggling to find a single ex-player that's ever said a bad word about the guy. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there is one. I think they all held the guy in such high high esteem, um, and it was just especially shocking. Is it, it's just so sudden? It seems. I mean, uh, you know, I was, you know, we saw on Sunday he stood in the tunnels. The teams came out. He was joining the celebrations as Fashion Sakala scored the goal. So. Mm-hmm. To woke up this morning and learned this, you know, terrible, tragic, sad news that he, he, he's passed away. Really, as a, a shock, and it'll be a shock to the players. I mean, obviously they've got such a huge game tomorrow night. It was already going to be a night full of emotion. The, the opportunity for the for the club to get back to first European final in fourteen years, and this will just crank it up even more. How they they respond to that is. It, it's going to be difficult, but um, you know what a guy. You know, I'm a bit like Scott. I mean. You work around the club for a long time. Um, it wasn't somebody that we got to know particularly well. He would come past you a few times, and he would, yeah, we we dig in the ribs or a smile yeah. or a clip in the ear. But you know, most of the times you don't really get to know him. But just from judging what other people meant, uh, other yeah. people have said, he obviously meant a huge amount to them. And it's, as I say, it's, it's just awful, tragic news. That's what I, that's the thing. That's what I found. Um... He had this sort of um he had this sort of grumpy exterior and all that and but 
yeah, there's more to be honest, more is Ross uh, on Twitter probably sums it up. Um, probably sums it up best, you know, underneath that sort of grumpy, there was, I think there was a man of sort of real warmth. I mean, he played on it and I think he just loved to play on that image he cultivated over all those years and he just liked to, you know, he didn't want to drop his guard, but, you know, underneath the other definitely was, you know, there was always a week and a smile and all that. He would pull your leg and when you were up for press conferences and things like that, he would always have a kind of laugh and a joke after a while, but it was somebody I think that it probably took time to get to know. I mean, I mean, for me, the, the thing that sums him up is when you hear Jermaine Defoe, Jermaine Defoe a few a few months ago talking about him, just how he loved to go and you know after training we just go and spend a, a half an hour in, in Jimmy Bell's office in his room, mm-hmm. hearing all the stories with the great players and the great occasions that Rangers have been involved in, and um, you know, I mean, you've got somebody like Jermaine Defoe sort of. You know, willing to you know go and spend time with the guy and you know be wowed by what he's got to say. Then I think that sums what Jimmy Bell was all was all about. Um, so you know, as you say, just really sad news. Because that's the thing. I mean, you get these superstar players that have come over the years. You know, Loudrops and 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 Paul Gascoigne and all these guys. You know, and then Graham Souness. You know, way back and and then you have Gerard Stephen Gerard recently. You know, but I just think like. Probably he treated all these people just, you know, the, the same. I, I don't think it, it would have mattered to him. I think he, when they arrived, would probably have been saying to them, you know, you should be grateful to be here rather than the other way about. I, I can imagine that that would be it. And, and, I, don't, I don't think he'd have been shy bringing people down a peg or two. No, that's what I mean, which, which is good. Maybe you need that, you know, you probably need that a bit as well. And it just shows them, you know, a bit of that kind of Glasgow humour and, you know, that Glasgow wit that, Probably, as we said, foreign players and, and players from England, big name players, would appreciate it because it tells them a bit about the club and Glasgow as a city. I also think, just think about that. I mean, Andy touched on it. You think the amount of games that he's been involved in over the years. I mean, I've seen somebody posted like uh, trophies and that. I mean, it's like 18 titles and you know, 14 League Cups and all that. I mean, you think of the games, the experiences, the you know, the dramas, the, I mean, he literally has has been there and seen it all in the last 30, 40 years. You think of the, the great moments like the, the last European final, you know, right through nine in a row, helicopter Sunday, and yeah. you know, winning, the, winning the league on the last, the last day at Ibrox against the film. I mean, he's, lit, he's literally been through it all. And as Andy says, even the other side of the coin, you know, when they went to the third division, haven't they? Suddenly go to Breakin and Annan and, and Peterhead and places like that. I mean, he literally has has seen and done it all. And I think I think when players know that and appreciate that, that gives you a real kind of respect for somebody that they have, yeah. they have been there and seen it and done it. Well, you noticed that I noticed on Twitter also this morning. Yeah, that I mean there'll be loads and loads of messages, but um, and obviously from ex Rangers players. But I noticed that Alan Burrows, the mother of chief executive, was was one of the first to post, um, and he was talking about how much you know Jimmy Bell played a part in welcoming opposition, you know, players, and he was he was close with their own kit man, and you know you think of the relationships he would have formed over that amount of time just in Scottish football, you know, with other people. Yeah. So Andy, I mean, you touched on it earlier there, but how does this 
not over 30. I mean, there'll be guys, well, I mean, all the, I mean, you see Diallo, even somebody like Ahmed Diallo there posting on uh, Twitter. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, guys like Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis, you know, would have known him more. Uh, Van Bronckhurst himself from his playing days and now as a manager. We think of the end of last year <clears throat> after Walter Smith passed away. There was a game soon after, wasn't there? Home, home oh, to I mean, how do you think the whole occasion, I mean, how do you think it will affect the night? It's not going to be easy. I mean, there's just no getting away from that. Um, I mean, I know we can be flippant. We can we can give it the old cliche, do it for Jimmy, all that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy. I mean, it never is. These are, these are you know, as much as, you know, we think of them as, you know, footballers and lots of money and uh, they should be, you know, they should be immune to these sort of things, beauties, but you know, they they're not <laughs> you know, that's that's the, the simple bottom line about these guys. This is somebody that they've worked with, you know, in some cases for as you say, many, many years. This is yeah. this will be somebody that they'll they'll see as a friend and it's just not easy to to, to put that to the back of the mind. Um for for some it might be, for some, you know, a game of football might be the perfect way for them to you know, escape the the anguish and the the, the the hurt and the pain that they're going through right now. For others, it might be it might be too much. So, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a big job for Giovanni Broncos and his backroom team to get around the boys and 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 to, to try and get them to put it to one side that they need to do that. Unfortunately, that's the the harsh nature of this business. Um, you've not got real much time to to, to grieve. Unfortunately, the, 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 as much as you know, that's what. Perhaps you know, in a more caring world, it would be would be allowed to them. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a huge game. Um, you know, listen, as I say, it's a cliche, but the best tribute they could do to Jimmy Bell would be to, to get a result tomorrow night and, and, and propel the club into the, a European final. But you know that that's that can be club. You know that it's it's just not as simple as that. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if it were to affect some players, then you'd have, absolutely have to you know understand that it's yeah. you know such difficult uh, circumstances and. Um, you've just got to have a level of understanding for these guys. It's uh, it's it's just so unfortunate at the time it's coming the eve of a, a huge match. But you know, um, the, the people you really feel for are, are Jimmy's friends and his family. It's uh, it's just awful, awful news. In terms of the game, sorry, Scott, were you going to say something? Just going to say, I think it could inspire them. I know what Andy's saying is going to be difficult for them, but. Um, just when you think, you know, if the players think about just how much, you know, winning and getting to a European final would have meant to him. I mean, literally nobody at Ibrox would, would want them to win that game more probably than him, you know, to reach a, to reach a final. Um, as Andy says, it was going to be a, I mean, it was going to be a terrific atmosphere anyway in terms of noise and, you know, the crowd being, been up for it, you no. Know, this adds a whole new kind of wave of emotion to it. But um, I, I think it could. I think doing it for him, you no, know, might might actually you no know, take them up a notch. As I say, it can be difficult for for certain players, but just that fact that you know, the players will know what it would have meant to him to get to a final. I think it might just give Rangers that that kind of extra edge to get to get over the line. In terms of the game itself, then Andy, let's touch on Sunday first. How how much do you think the performance at Celtic Park? I mean, the league was probably gone regardless. Maybe a win might have 
it might have kept him in it a, a, a wee bit, but it would probably have been delaying inevitable, if we're being honest. Uh, but how much do you think the performance, um, especially finishing the game so strongly, will, will help him get into Thursday? Hugely, because, I mean, you really didn't think, uh, I, I certainly didn't think they had much a chance. I just thought Celtics, uh, all the motivation would have been with them to go and get a result. You, you saw the way that Rangers sort of crumbled in February. They weren't, they're obviously having to keep some of the, you know, the key men, obviously rested Ryan Jack, uh, rested Glenn Kamara, without Roof, Ramsey, Morelos. You, you just thought, you know, the way you saw the way Celtic started in February, they came out all guns blazing. I, I, I first saw that. To be honest, I mean, I was wrong. I mean, it was the other way about. Rangers started the stronger. Okay, they, they fell behind, but they should have been ahead with that Ryan Kent chance. Um, Celtic had a spell for about 20 minutes after they get the goal where they're on top. But as soon as the second half started, it was again Rangers who sort of grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, get a goal, really should have won the game. I mean, you know, Sakala's a fraction away from, from scoring again at the opposite side to which he scored his first. I mean, I still think Ryan Jacks uh, should have tucked away the chance he had just a few minutes before that. But, you know, if that's Rangers, you know, putting out a pretty patchwork team, you know, not, again, it's not really their main focus and they can still pretty much, you know, you know, be the, look like the stronger team on the day, then I think that should give them huge confidence. You know, they're they'll be hoping they can get Roof, perhaps Ramsey back as well for Wednesday night. Um, Sakala, as much as I thought he was pretty lucky to still be in the park at the start of the second half, given how bad he was in the first 45 minutes, his second half display should give him huge confidence. I'm still not convinced he's a central striker. I don't think he's got the, as it stands, he's got the ability to hold the ball up uh, well enough. But, you know, and, and well, he's, he's still pretty raw. I mean, the attributes he do have, if, if Rangers can work in him and polish him up, I, I do think there's a real player in there. Um, you know, the way he took his goal was superb. Um, definitely, I think he should have scored the second one as well. But, you know, I, I think that's a performance and a, and a result um, that will give Rangers belief that they can cope with a Leipzig team that caused them the odd problem in Germany, but not a huge amount. I mean, it wasn't as... It wasn't the the display I expected from Leipzig. I, th- I thought they would come out of the traps again, looking to sort of dominate, looking to get the game put to bed before they even come to Glasgow. And, you know, bar us pretty much a wonder strike, it would have been a, a perfect result for Rangers over there, getting a 0-0 draw. So um, I, I think Rangers should have, you know, ordinarily, I think the Rangers, even before the, the Jimmy Bell factor comes in, I think Rangers should have had a lot of confidence about going into this game. I think Ibrox would have been jumping regardless and um I think that, that wave of emotion that would, would have crashed out from the stands could have been the decisive factor. I know Leipzig will say they've been to West Fallon this season one, been to Leverkusen this season one, but Ibrooks in these European nights is something else. It's something different. And um if they can withstand that they're a proper team um because not many have this season. Yeah. I mean Scott Andy touched on the calorie but there were reports this morning that Ruth is winning his battle to be fit. How how big a boost would that be? And would you start him? If he's fully fit, yeah, I would start him. Because um, I think Rangers, you know, irrespective of the performances in Leipzig and at Celtic Park, you know, they still clearly missed that focal point up front, that centre forward, as Andy said, to try and, try and hold the ball up. I mean, Aribo, 
did it kind of valiantly in both games. I thought Aribo did okay when he moved into that kind of central position in Germany. It certainly coincided with Rangers' best kind of spell in the game. I thought he struggled at Parkhead, and that's not a, a criticism as such. It's not his, it's not his natural position. Um, but no, they're, they're clearly missing a, a central strike. I mean, I think there's an argument to say if Morelos or Ruth had been fit on Sunday, they, they, there's every chance that they would have won, would have won the game. Um, so no, if Ruth, I'm hearing the same as you, that Ruth has done everything to get himself fit for this game and if he's at 100% then I would be tempted to, to throw him in he played really well in the last you know, the last big European game at home to Braga he gets his goal obviously could have had another um, so if he's fit then I would certainly start him start him through the middle I mean Sakala did did brilliantly in the second half against Celtic but I agree with Andy I think there's still that kind of scatterbrain element to him no lacks a bit of, kind of tactical discipline at this you know, at this level, you know, in the last stages of the European competition. I think it can have a real impact for you off the bench, but I'm not sure you would want to you'd want to start him in a game like this. If Roof isn't fit then obviously that, that kind of changes the landscape a bit and Van Bronckhurst will need to be need to be quite creative um in terms of his game plan and his tactics and Sakala might come into that, but no. I think if Ruth, uh, if Ruth is fit at all, then, then you start him. The thing is, Andy, Leipzig, for a start playing last night, playing Monday night ahead of a Thursday game, was, um, I mean, that was a bit strange, is it not? Ahead of a semi-final, yeah. we were talking about the Scottish SPFL doing everything they could to help Rangers by moving the model game forward. But playing on a Monday night, you can't imagine that um, they would have been too chuffed at that. But apart from anything else, they then go down 3-1 to... Richard Gladbach, who had 10 men for uh, a large chunk of the game. Do you think, I mean, when we had um, we had uh, the RB Leipzig correspondent for Bill on the podcast last week, you may listen to uh, Yvonne Gabriel, and I did ask her that question. They are desperate to get that first major trophy in the club's history. And I just wonder, I mean, they've obviously got a chance in the German Cup. They're in the final of the German Cup. Now they've, and they've got the Europa League. I just wonder, we touched on it like Rangers being the same when they were going for title number 55, the first trophy, or, or even the first trophy, after coming back up, you know, missing out in the Scottish Cup final. Do you think when it gets to this stage that they're maybe because they want it so much that, they, that they're getting nervy, or is that reading too much into it? I don't know, but I, I watched the second half of that game last night and they certainly looked leggy. Um, yeah. It was a bit where really, they... Uh, Gladbach got the third goal and it was a sort of breakaway move and the guys sort of try to get back and uh, rescue the situation um, looked like they're treading water a wee bit I mean, you say, at least 3-1 to a 10-man team um, doesn't bode well I mean they were pretty much at full strength because that was such an important game for their own Champions League ambitions now this obviously they lost that I think that's them dropped out the top four um, so they're no longer in control of their own destiny in terms of qualifying for the Champions League next season. Obviously, if they were going to win the Europa League, that would um, solve that issue. But what it does do is it ramps up the pressure. You know, you know now, you know, Leipzig need to win this game if they're to have um, any sort of hope of, uh, you know, qualifying automatically for the Champions League or, or qualifying for the Champions League full stop. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, for me, it was a strange decision to make them play Monday, but, you know, the, the pressure's now on them and, um, you know... They'll obviously be back at full strength. They've got the two defenders back. They've got Kevin Kempel back as well. So, 
um, missed out uh, last week. So that'll be, you know, a bonus to them. But you know, it looks, you know, it looks really like they're uh, looking a wee bit sort of leggy, uh, certainly. And I think that should be that should give encouragement to Rangers. You see, Scott, what the what the manager said, Domenico Tedesco said, uh, we now need to find brand new ideas for Glasgow, and we also need new personnel too. Tiredness was no reason for this defeat, even if our intensity was completely lacking in the first half. Yeah, I think as he mentioned, giving away gifts and uh, the attitude was all wrong. So, I mean, he's got work to be to do before this game to make sure that they're on it mentally. I think just so much depends on Leipzig for this game on Thursday because for me, no, I think we know exactly how Rangers are going to play and going to approach it. No, Rangers are, with that atmosphere, like the Braga game, will come out. No, it's a game they need to win. Will come out the traps quick. I, I mean, I don't know if you think any differently, but I just think no, with, with the atmosphere in the stadium, given everything else that we've, we've spoken about, Rangers will come out flying and try and get an early goal. I think the whole tie depends on how Leipzig deal with it. Um, if, like Braga, they crumble in the, in the first half and lose an early goal and retreat and can't get out of their own half, I, I would I fancy Rangers strongly to go on and, go on and win it. The, the key question for me, are Leipzig good enough to cope with that? <clears throat> Invite Rangers on. No, will it suit like Leipzig for Rangers to go you no know, to go on the front foot early doors at Ibrox? Are they good enough to then you no know, pop it round Rangers and go and, and go and get a go and get a goal on the, the counter attack? Yeah. I'm not sure they are. I mean as we know they're a strong they're a strong team. You look at some of the results and performances this season, but just going with the first leg, I don't know if they really showed me enough to suggest that they're going to come to Ibrox and as I say, really soak up what's going to hit them early, and then go on and win the game. I mean, listen, I, I might be, I might be wrong. They, they might be so good as Andy says, getting players back. Um, you know, they have produced some big performances away from home this season. You have to say. Um, so I think so much depends on them. I, I think they are the ones under pressure, as you say, playing on Monday. Clearly hasn't helped. You no know, losing the game won't have helped. I think Rangers go into it in a really strong frame of mind, albeit this news this morning would have obviously set the players back, uh, as we've discussed. But I think so much depends on on Leipzig on on Thursday night and how they they deal with it. You think they are the ones then under pressure? I mean, obviously, just because of the defeat on Monday. I mean, if you flip it and you say, well, yeah, I mean, they're 1 0 up, they will look at their away record. I mean, if if you're in their shoes and you. You know, they're, they're massive favourites to get through. No, I mean the pressure mm-hmm. ought to be on them. Um, I don't think anybody expected Rangers to, you know, to get to a European semi-final, let, let alone make make the final. Um, and I go down, of course, Rangers fans and us are, you know, we're optimistic. You know, having watched Rangers at home in Europe this season, the performances have produced. We'll be optimistic that they can that they can uh, repeat that and, and get a result and, and knock this team out, but. I think all the pressures on on Leipzig coming a goal up Bundesliga team, as I say, heavy favourites. I think I mean, the first the first leg Rangers were ninety one just to win that that game. So I mean that, that's what the bookies thought in terms of the in terms of the tie. Uh, as I say, I, I think there's a lot of pressure on them coming. 
I don't know if they're ready for Andy's saying that you know, they've played in big atmospheres this season. I don't think anything will have really prepared them for, for what's coming their way on Thursday night. And I go back to it, I just think so much depends on how they how they deal with that. I mean, Braga were a really good side. No, Braga have beaten you know, Benfica's and Portos and that this season, but they just couldn't cope with Rangers in the first half in terms of the, the atmosphere, the, the tempo that Rangers played at, the, the intensity on the you no know, on the, the front foot. As I say, I, you know, a lot will depend on how this team how this team deal with that. If they can get through the first 15, 20 minutes of kind of expected Rangers pressure, then obviously they'll, they'll try and play themselves into the game. Yeah. If, if like Braga, they lose a goal early and the crowd get on top of them, eh, I think it's going to it could be a tough night for for life. I, I, I suppose the thing about Braga was they had a young team, didn't they? And they looked at they yeah. looked a bit kind of spooked early on. Andy, do you think? What do you think? And, and if you're comparing Braga to RB Leipzig in terms of mentality and character to handle Rangers on a, um, or Ibrooks on a big European night, what do you think? Who's better equipped on, on paper? On paper. I mean, you'd probably say Leipzig just based on the fact you look at the run they've had. I mean, uh, before uh, last night, they'd um, matched Bayern Munich point for point since Tedesco took over, but that's now three games without a win, two Bundesliga defeats and the draw with Rangers. So, um, whether that you know are they hitting a slump? I, I know they've been a bit patchy uh, previously in terms of you know stringing together you know win after win. I think they'd only they put four wins together once uh, all season. Um, I think other than that, it's been a bit patchy. But um, you know, listen, nothing can put me scores right. Nothing can put you for Ibrooks on a. You know, a European night. It's why you've got guys like you know Gary Neville said it was the the best atmosphere he played. I think Javi said it's the best atmosphere he's ever played in. You know, you've got guys that have played at the absolute top level that have got you know a bag full of medals coming and saying that the atmosphere in, in Glasgow, whether it be Ibrox or, or Parkhead, or, or these are the the best they've ever played in. And that that tells you something that, that they're unique in world football, and you know nothing prepares you for that. So. You know, it will be interesting to see if they can. I mean, I still think there is an element of pressure on Rangers as well. I understand what Scott's saying, but you know, I think if Rangers, you know, if you, if you look at what Rangers' aspirations were for the start of the season, if you were to say a Scottish Cup at best, if if they lose, uh, if they don't get through tomorrow night, would be what they would take from the season. I think most Rangers fans would be pretty disappointed with that, especially given considering they had a six-point lead at one stage. So. I still think there's an element of pressure on Rangers to, to turn this round and keep the season going. You know, as much as you know, you know, still still get the Scottish Cup final, but I, I just think that would be a scant reward for what they were what they were hoping to get this season. So there's an element of pressure on Rangers. They need to, they need to respond. They did that against Braga, uh, being a goal down, blowing them away. They need to take the same approach to, to this game tomorrow night. They need to go all guns blazing and hope to get level on in terms of the tie uh, as soon as possible because that they will then relieve the pressure and then they can play a bit more and and, and then it'll really crank up the pressure on Leipzig. If, if Rangers get an early goal then I think Scott's absolutely right. Then then we'll see what this Leipzig team are really made of because then you're in a world of pain when 
50,000 bears are, are jumping about going, going Toronto. So <laughs> um, let's see what happens then. But, um, you know, I, I do think it's imperative that Angels make a, a, a good start. They made a good start at Celtic Park, but didn't capitalise on it um, early enough. So if they can do that this time, then they've got a great chance. They've gone to, I mean, they've gone to places like PSG and Man City and that this season. I think scored three, at, scored three at Man City in the Champions League. So I mean, technically, this team we know are very good and that's what they're capable of. But the pressure and the atmosphere—I don't care what anybody says, whether it's a Man City, PSG, or whatever—will be nowhere near what it's like on on Thursday. Yeah. So it's just whether, as I say, technically, no, they're capable of it. It's just whether they can do it. No, in that. In that environment, especially as Andy say the Rangers can get on top, get on top early. Um, so I see, I think this team are a very, I think they're a stronger team than than Bragg. I think that that's clear. But um, as I say, just in terms of the environment, the noise, the Rangers can get on top early. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how see how Leipzig deal with. Hey, okay, boys. Well, it's hard to believe that the next time we'll all go in here, <laughs> that Rangers could be in the Europa League final in Seville. Um, who would have thought that? 2008. Who, who could have predicted that in 2008? And uh, flights booked. What's that? Don't, don't you worry, we're already up. We're already on the case. Gav signed up as well. He's a man. And he's a I'll man. I'll never you stop here, Scott. You're not even getting a look in. What's that? You're not even getting a look in. I'm not lying on you to get cheap, cheap flights. So, Andy, <laughs> you just email me that. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm not sharing. Are we? Is it head to toe? No? Oh, <laughs> if that's the case, I'm not going. <laughs> right, okay. Right, well, thanks a lot. For, thanks a lot, sorry, for uh, joining us this week. And we'll see what Thursday night brings, and then we'll hook up again next week. <laughs> <laughs>